Welcome to Just Shops and Podcast. And today with myself and my cousin David, we have two of the guys from Dead Romantic, new band crashed on the scene in 2020, I guess. Uh, Mike Crumpus and Dan Taylor. How are you going, guys? How's it going? Yeah, not bad, man. So, Mike Crumpus. That's me. You're from Canada, I believe. I was born in Canada. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then migrated to the U.S., and now live here, but my mum was born in Manchester. Oh, right, okay. So you've got some English heritage. Yeah, I lucked into a UK passport. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Oh, did you got a passport that way, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my okay. whole family line is from here, and then they migrated to Canada, so I got lucky. Yeah, oh, well, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. What about you, Dan? Where are you from? I'm from Rotherham. So Rotherham. I'm like the opposite of the interesting scale <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just threw a passport at you and said get on with it <laughs> yeah yeah so what's happening with dead romantic guys uh we're waiting to get out of here and get on tour um we have another single that's going to be dropping we just dropped a single um a couple months ago actually about a month ago now yeah about a about month, a month now. ago um, and we're waiting to drop our next single and get out and kind of start playing our records. Uh, we've just delayed the album. It was going to come out September 3rd, but we decided to put it out in the new year and still keep releasing singles just because we haven't been able to go tour the record. Okay. Yeah, it's already been put back once. I think one is supposed to come out at the end of July. Yeah, we keep pushing it back. But part, part of that reason is just because we want to actually support the album and get out there and play with it. So kind of seems pointless to throw it out there um and do nothing with it so we've we're kind of just waiting until the tour scene opens up a bit for us to get out there and and do something with the record oh okay yeah because you're getting a lot of plays on uh, youtube and stuff yeah we've been doing all right with uh with youtube and, and radio in the uk has been really generous to us so we've been we've been lucky and fortunate and we hope that momentum keeps going yeah, people are listening on Spotify and all the streaming services and stuff as well, which is really nice. So it's um, the reaction to the singles that we've put out so far have been has been really sick, like better than we could have hoped for, really. So what sort of shows are you doing now then? Because you're, you're playing the odd show here and there, aren't you? Yeah, we've been doing, we've done three shows now. We've yeah. got a lot of yeah. shows behind our belt. Weathered professionals. A whole three shows ever. Um, um, so one of those, one of the three shows was a showcase and one was a warm-up show for that. So right now we're, we're kind of doing like two, 300 seaters um, until we kind of build the brand a little bit so we can put some asses in seats and uh, it doesn't make sense for us to go out on our own and, and try to do bigger venues because I don't think at this point we're going to fill them. So the the hopeful thing is that our agents get us some opening slots with, with some larger bands that we can piggyback off and st start doing the festival scene and larger venues that way until we build ourselves a bit more. I love um, an intimate venue anyway, though. Yeah, it's, it's I like the, the little venues where you can feel the heat from the crowd and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the last one was so intimate and heat feeling that we all got COVID. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> We're just getting over that now. But uh, yeah, we played London and every every person in the venue, except for our bass player and keyboard player, because he already had it, ended up getting COVID. Oh, bloody hell. 
that's not good is it no. I, mean, I saw uh, I saw something come up that one of you guys had COVID and then but you all caught it did you yeah Dan myself and our drummer's actually still in the hospital with it oh is he yeah for 10 days maybe yeah something now. like that maybe a little bit longer he's um I think he's on the way up he's uh I spoke to him the other day he's on the way up uh yesterday in fact and um so fingers crossed he'll be all right but yeah yeah, because I see uh, you've been through a few lineup changes anyway, so don't you go through any more. Yeah, we're like Spinal <laughs> Tap. We're like, we, like, either our drummers like fall off the face of the earth or they just die. <laughs> <laughs> so when no. you started, I mean, you started in, when did you start, Mike, in 2020? We started writing in 2020 um, and because of the lockdown. So it was Dan and I that started the project and we um, we started making music and kind of writing the record then and i think it wasn't until 2021 that we released anything yeah no the first release was uh uh april yeah i mean this is in your current lineup there eh? um i mean in your former lineup you had eddie thrower on drums oh yeah yeah that that kind of was like a test lineup <laughs> we don't really talk about that i was involved um, in that so it didn't count yeah, I know yeah. you were involved in it. Yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering how it all started. I mean, because it started with Ben Owen and Eddie Thrower, and you had a keys player, and then you released All Talk, I believe. Yeah, we we released a version of All Talk, which is now uh, we've taken it down and replaced it with with the the actual band thing. So ah, right, yeah, okay. Dead Romantic, the name, um, kind of came from that era but it wasn't a complete project and it hadn't really done anything it was kind of like uh, hey let's throw something out and see if it works and the, and the band didn't really really start until dan and i met so that's kind of when the the band in itself now it, yeah 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 because yeah, I, I checked all the writing credits and stuff and then i see all like all your new stuff i say your new stuff but everything apart from all talk was all is all credited with dan on it as well yeah, we tried to hide that old stuff as best as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you, that old talk's a great song, to be honest. Well, thank you. Yeah, we tried to, like, bury it, and you know, but, but it didn't happen that way. Well, you can't. I don't think you can bury it. I mean, is that when you first came to the UK then, uh, Mike, or...? Yeah, shortly, uh, shortly after that. I can't. So it's been just under two years that I've been here now. Okay, so that was, like, your first... 4a if you like with your foot in uh dip yeah. one foot in the water yeah and eddie, see what you could pick up and then drummer sorry eddie thrower from lower than atlantis is a fantastic drummer and we we really would love to do stuff with him he's just such a busy guy and he's playing with busted he's playing with those guys yeah yeah i know he plays plays quite a lot he's more of a session drummer really isn't he mm -hmm. so yeah i mean yeah oh, i mean i just wanted to dig a little bit into your past really because uh you know, there's been like a, a different incarnation of the band, if you like, with Dan coming in and stuff. And obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if you compare it to that first song, I mean, All Talk, I mean, you've gone down a, a lot. I'd, I'd say it's a more of a heavier route and a bit darker, if you like. Yeah, most definitely. And that that's kind of like, I think, where our headspace was all along um and definitely where i wanted to go and then when when dan and i met it was like the, it was the perfect match um because we both had that same kind of influence that we wanted to go for and and 
you know, being a guitar player, I wanted to have a lot more guitars on the record and, um, you know, not be so soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shred, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so how did you two guys meet? Uh, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. So basically, there was I was in a cover band and um, some video went up online of me singing some, I don't know, Zep tune or something like that. And then um, Mike commented on it like, oh, who's this guy? And... Uh, and then his wife messaged me, <laughs> yeah. not, not letting me know that it was his wife. My wife messaged him anonymously. And it's, uh, oh, his name's Dan Taylor. And I'm like, okay, can you get me in touch with him? And, and that's kind of where, where it went. And we got together. Yeah, we got together. Went sat to the pub. A, went sat in the garden. Sat in the, the sat in the garden, went for a meal at the pub. Um, and then we got together, like, maybe, I think that was, like, literally, though, when lockdowns were sort of in and out. Yeah, it was, in like, the break of yeah it was like lockdown and then it wasn't lockdown and then it was lockdown again and we didn't know where the fuck we were at mm-hmm. and then it sort of opened up a little bit so we we sort of took that sort of opportunity to get together and start writing stuff and we wrote a couple of things um that were okay but not quite what we wanted and then they're literally shit. Wrote, shit. <laughs> <laughs> wrote this one song and we were like that's a sound. That's a sound that we should carry on with. We should pursue that. And then literally the whole album just sort of fell into place around that sound. We we got in touch with a few people, uh, Steve Diamond, who we co-wrote with. And, yeah. um, and it just sort of worked. And and the songs just sort of kept coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you've sent your album out for review, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a couple decent reviews to be fair um we're in metal hammer magazine this current metal hammer magazine uh that's out with the iron maiden issue there's they've done a review in there that was really kind um rock sound then, was really kind yeah rock sound was really kind about us um and uh mmh radio did a really sweet review if you're gonna read one read that one yeah i think that's the one i read actually she broke it down every track and uh uh, said she'd been listening to it nonstop for five days or something. Was that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's uh, really. I actually met her. I did an interview with her uh, a little while back, and she's really nice, really nice person. Um, mm. But yeah, the review was awesome. So yeah, yeah, I read it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this album's supposed to be coming out in July, and then it's September, and then you just said it's going to be next year. I mean, I can't wait to hear it. So. <laughs> just to send it to me. There's actually really no record. We're just yeah, saying that. We don't even have an album. We just, keep, we just keep saying that we do. And then we throw these song titles out there and then people yeah. seem to be getting excited about it. And we're like, oh shit, we better start writing something. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want to delay the album, but, you know, from a business perspective, it doesn't really make sense to, to put out a product like that that's such a good collection of songs that we we almost waste it if we don't go out and tour it. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. A young band, I suppose, in, yeah. the, sort of, in the scheme of things, we're, we're sort of a new band. So mm. it's all right putting an album out if you've already got tens of millions of followers and and and, um, and people who buy your records, but we're kind of fresh on the scene. So we want to be able to go out there and experience the album with the fans at the same time, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally understand. So I mean, I've questioned a few bands that have been putting albums out in the pandemic, 
with a few shows that we've been doing and it's like well you know luckily it's paid off from you know bands like massive wagons and well there's, there's quite a few actually but yeah it seems to have worked out in their favor but uh yeah i mean you know as long as you're getting championed by these rock radio stations then i guess things can work out pretty well but yeah yeah i mean that's the hard part is like yeah. you know finding those champions for the for the singles and but krang has been really good to us which is which is great and krang tv had played a lot of yesterday i think we we did top top 10, 10 on our video on cool. but we still have a long way to go and lots of things to prove so yeah have you have you guys engaged with planet rock yet no um no, for, I, I think that some of, you know, what we've released thus, thus far has kind of been like, oh, that's too heavy for Planet Rock, or that's more Kerrang. Mm. And, that's, and, and because we don't have that following, it's hard to get listened to sometimes um, yeah. when you don't exactly fit the format. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a remit, don't they? And if you don't sort of fit that kind of mold, it's, it, it's scary for people to change what they do. And I suppose what they do works. It obviously works. They're, they're mm. doing what they do, so... I mean, if we can get there, we'll get there. And we're kind of on that, like, you know, we're more leaning to the modern rock rather than the classic rock. And even though we have elements of that stuff, it's still, you know, I think we have a lot to prove to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, uh, this band's come out a fucking few times in the last few shows. It's doing my head in. It reminds me a bit of, like, Lost Profit stuff. What, what sort of influences have you got? Um, I mean... The influences are all over the place. I mean, really, I mean, people compare it to Bring Me the Horizon and Architects and that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Someone actually commented on one of our YouTube videos yesterday <laughs> asking if we were paying Bring Me the Horizon, Bring Me the Horizon royalties. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> but no, we all, have, we all have our own sort of influences and stuff. I mean, I grew up during the sort of... Um, late 90s early 2000s era of like emo and yeah all that sort of stuff i mean i was so in the scene you should have seen my fringe well that's uh, yeah i could imagine it because that's what i was i was aiming at you know with the lost profit stuff to be honest yeah so um that's like a lot of that is what i grew up listening to uh, i think the first couple of albums i owned was like limp biscuit lincoln park and slipknot so that's kind of my sort of foundation that's what really got me into music obviously i enjoyed music before that um but that kind of gave me uh a route to <laughs> it sounds cheesy but almost like a route to an identity or yeah, yeah, yeah. To sort of being sort being of an emo kid who i wanted to be <laughs> or whatever so i guess that's that's where i come from in like musically and you come from where? Like the... like kind of all over the place. I mean, <laughs> a lot of those bands I'm influenced by, but I also, you know, grew up listening to shred guitar guys and, you know, the guitar gods of the 80s. And, um, and you know, I've, I'm a songwriter and producer for a lot of, like, pop acts. And I've, I've done, you know, everything from Natasha Bedingfield to Fifth Harmony and all this pop stuff that we won't stay on this thing because... But so I have those natural like pop influences that are in in me and I can't really get rid of them. But I'm a, a guitar shredder. And I think, you know, I think that makes it a bit more diverse so we can have guitar solos or we can have melodic pop hooks. But we also both really like heavy music. So there's a core to the, you know, 
the base of it's like heavy and rock, but we still have the, we want to have soaring melodies and yeah, songs yeah. that we can actually play on an acoustic and they might translate to, to people. And you want songs that people want to sing along to as well. I mean, it's, that's sort of, one of the best things for me is being in front of a crowd that's as into sort of the songs as you are. And the, when you get that sort of hook or that, that sort of bit of melody or that chant or whatever it is that the crowd can just sort of scream back, there's nothing better than that so the the sort of hooks and the melodies and all that sort of stuff that come from the more poppy influences those are sort of priceless really because they give you that kind of interaction with the crowd yeah yeah were you in any other bands before then or i've been in a couple of bands um nothing particularly of note um i was in a band called um kiss track comeback at one point when i was like sort of early 20s and it started to look like it was going to go somewhere and then x y and z happened and it all sort of fell through but um yeah this is the this is sort of the baby i think this is the one that i'm sort of cutting your teeth on for a better word like i mean i looked at some of your stuff mike i mean you did a year with smash mouth yeah, a few years I played with Smash Mel. Oh, was it a few years, was it? Yeah, Nelly Furtado and um, yeah, different people. I was I was a session guy. So okay. I kind of made the rounds just playing for different artists. I was going to say you didn't leave because Steve Harwell was too much of a nutter then. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of a wild one, isn't he, when he gets going? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the videos. It's all- <laughs> Yeah, I mean the last one. Yeah, they all caught COVID, I think, in the last one, didn't they? Last outrage he had with his with his uh, fuck the pandemic outburst. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they were playing some show and uh, it became a fucking hot spread. Sent one of these going to write a book about my my uh, journey <laughs> with that band. <laughs> I don't have an NDA signed, so I can I can actually do that. <laughs> Memoirs of a guitarist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it all comes out in the end anyway. I expect. So, I mean, what else did you do? I mean, I, I saw some bands that you had. One was a project called Stadium. Yeah, that was a, that was kind of a corporate band. So with the, I was with uh, the guys from In Excess, keyboard player from Alanis Morissette, drummer from uh, uh, Randy Cook, who's played with everybody. He plays with Dave Stewart, too. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. Um but yeah, it was it was pretty much just a throw together project. Alan White from Morrissey was in it. He was a great guy, and really good friend, and um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and the Fell was another one. The Fell, that's yeah. I mean, the Fell was with Billy Sheehan and um, Randy Cook as well. Same 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 drummer. Oh um, right, okay. You sort of like legged it from America to you to get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. The UK is just so much better, man. No, the thing was, I just, I've, I've always been like a side guy or like, you know, playing in these, what they call super groups or whatever, but I, oh, I didn't, I wanted to have an identity of, of like having our own band and our own thing and do music that wasn't like off the heels of something else. And okay. when we, when we started this project, the thing was, is like, Okay, I'm going to try not to talk about any of my past bands. We're going to try not to, you know, because if you say Smash Mouth and Dead Romantic, they're not like, it's like, no, no, nothing like, no, Trek costume. No, 
<laughs> like the, it just it's not believable but the truth is is that you know really deep down i'm a rocker and this is what i really want to be doing and this is the project that um you know my heart's in it 110 percent and that stuff almost like and, and not to talk bad about any of the other things and i'm grateful for everything i've done but i didn't want that association it's like because that you people get a thing it's like oh it must be like this mm. because he was in that band and i wanted this to really be its own identity and not try to like have media things go oh it's the guy from that band or the guy i just wanted this to be like a bunch of guys that got together and made some fucking music and want to go out and play and yeah yeah i mean I, i'm just like digging under the surface to find out who you are so no <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm cool to talk about it and he's a big uh, time producer and i'm a fucking nobody <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I didn't want to say that time but <laughs> i think it's just about you know we wanted it to really just be about the music and and not you know there's so many politics and you know when bands break up or a guy leaves a band and all the shit and we just wanted to just say it and create a record that we really wanted to make and play with guys that we love to play with and mm. almost like for me it's almost like starting over it's like you kind of lose that excitement when you're being a session guy it's just like it becomes a job it's like well, are you slowing down or am i slowing down music in the first place what are those things that excited me how i like want to practice do we catch up uh, I don't know what the fuck was going on then. You got really, you were really, really slow, and then we spit the bit. <laughs> so, <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Technology. Or you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that could always be possible. Um, no, I think the thing was is that with this thing, I'm I'm excited about doing music again, and it's not. It doesn't feel like a job, so the other things that are going along with is like I'm practicing guitar, like something that I haven't done for years. Now I'm like getting into loving playing guitar because I'm playing what I want to play and not, you know, yeah, yeah. things for other people. Mm. Yeah. I've seen a few videos of you playing guitar on YouTube. I mean, yeah, you're pretty, uh, you're a pretty good guitarist to be honest. You know, right. <laughs> it's like, fuck it up. Where did this guy come from? You know, cause I'm always interested because, I mean, I work with a guitar player and he's like quite high standard, you know, and uh, he's always telling me names of guitar players and stuff. And it's like, fucking hell. And then I came across you and I was like, oh, have you, have you heard of this guy? And he's like, well, no, I've heard of him. So I showed him a few of your videos and he's like, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's pretty good. So, but yeah, so delays, 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 I guess. So we got to wait for your album. Wait for your shows. Well, I mean, shows. Hopefully, we'll we're looking at having a few things in the books before the end of the year. We're looking. We're hoping. We've got a show booked in um, when is October it? 2nd. October the second of October um, in Oldham, and we're hoping that we can fill that gap between that show and sort of Christmas New Year time with as many shows as we can get in, with a view to sort of touring properly um next, next year. year yeah well hopefully it comes sooner rather than later you know i mean you're sitting on a product oh, now and it's we're hoping so yeah going out and playing yeah i mean that's what's all about at the end of the day isn't it netflix in the last 18 months 
Uh, that's David's out. Becoming a badass video editor, though. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got time to practice all sorts of other skills that I never knew I had. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Don't talk to me about video editing. You know, it's, I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to learn OBS, and it's a bit of a nightmare, you know. The secret is, don't even try and learn anything in particular. Just start doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start messing. Start messing. Don't do anything specific. Just start messing, and eventually something good happens. Yeah, I did that with OBS. I was like, oh, I was fucking around with it, and then. Uh, something happened. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But I couldn't remember how I fucking did it. It was like, oh, <laughs> I, I need to write it down, really. <laughs> Get your own little instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh. So, got anything, Dave? No, no, nothing, really. I was, I mean, I, I'm interested to um, obviously find out when you're gigging, because I've checked out the three singles you've released so far, and I really like them. So, um, you know, it'll be good to see you know, where, where you're going to be touring, do you know what I mean? Because um, if, you know, if it's all going to be up north, I'm probably not going to be able to get to see you, to be honest. Oh, no, we're definitely, uh, we were looking, we were looking the other day, I think we're talking about going down sort of, as far as sort of Brighton way and all that kind of area, because um, we uh, got some friends down at um, Renegade, don't you? They're Brighton, aren't they? Mm. Um, so we've got a couple of things that where we need to meet up with some people down there and stuff and discuss some things. So we're going to go down as far down as we can go. Um, and then over, I mean, literally, if we can fit it in between now and Christmas, we will go absolutely anywhere in the UK. And then we're working on, we're working on a couple of things for, for January, February-ish, going out with some, some big bands. Um, so we're just waiting. We we have this like, this these tentative things that we can't talk about yet. But yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're hoping to come through, and we can actually you'll be able to see us in any city in the UK. Those kinds of things where someone mentions it, and then you just kind of go, <laughs> okay, when? Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be around. We'll definitely be around. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because I I my haunts are sort of. Cardiff, Swansea, Bristol. I don't tend to go any further than Bristol, if I'm honest. I need to, I need to spread my wings a little bit to go and watch some more music, I think. You know, I can't wait to go sort of Wales. I've never been to Wales. Never in my yeah. life have I been, I've to, been Wales. to Wales. I know. I've been to Wales. Been, you're not even from this place. I think he just left Rotherham for the first time when we met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where are you? Where are you based now? Are you still based in Rotherham then, or? I'm still based in Rotherham, yeah. Pretty um, seems to live at my house every day. But, he's here. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> live at Mike's house, which is Huddersfield. So, but it's not too far. So it's. All oh, right. Okay. All right, then, guys. Well, I don't think we got much more we can ask you, really. I mean, yeah, like we said everything's going to be delayed. So, you know, it's just a shame that. Um, that is going to be delayed. I mean, I was pr pretty much looking forward to listening to the album, to be honest. Well, like we I said, it's had some great reviews and stuff. To to. Yeah, Sorry? We'll, we'll send it over for you guys to hear. Yeah, oh, yeah okay, cool. That'd be yeah, good. Because cool. when you look at, you know, when, when you look, like Terry was saying earlier on, and I jotted them down, you got yesterday's had 1.5 million views, Kiss With The Lies had 1.6 million, and Fight Me was, I think you said, it was about two weeks ago, I think you guys released that. And that's already had 
600 or over 600,000 views. So, um, you know, the, the music is obviously really, really liked and uh, people uh, are obviously eager for the album and, and can't wait to see you on the road. Yeah, it's, it's connecting and it, I think it's connecting worldwide, which is really nice. Mm. Like when we look at the stats and stuff, um, there's a lot of play from like literally every country you can think of and some that I've never even heard of. It's mental. Sounds <laughs> cool. Are you sticking out on your own label then or? Right now, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking to other labels for the possibility. That's part of the, the delay too is because if we have an, a label partner, we want to give enough time for them to get involved. And um, so as we're getting some heat, we're, we're kind of delaying things a, a little bit. But right now, the singles are coming out on my own label with Mercia Records, and it's distributed by Sony Orchard. Ah, right, okay. So, yeah, so we have major distribution. Um, and at worst case scenario, that's how we'll put out the album as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might save a bit. Well. Well, you know, it's kind you of might like, make a bit more money if you put it out that way. I was going to say it's true, but then it's like, you know, we we toy with it all the time. It's like, well, do we need a label? Yeah, we have the label, we have the infrastructure. But the thing is, is that when you're self funding things, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, to go to radio, to market, to press vinyl, to all of that stuff, we just like we're just like bleeding money and <laughs> and you know that's i guess that's the pros and cons of having a label if there's a label involved they advance it but then yeah they're the ones who get rich uh yeah. first so. if they're lucky <laughs> you know yeah i mean they're going to be like you guys get a million streams and make five pounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah got on the good old days huh yeah but like i said on another podcast i mean that gives you more of an outward reach as well i mean like you said, you're picking up fans in other countries that you wouldn't necessarily get in the old days. Yeah, true. You know? True. Yeah, so back in the day, you'd have distribution deals for different territories or you'd have to rely on your distribution to get it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was so easy. I mean, uh, anyone anywhere with a iTunes or a Spotify or even a YouTube account can access your videos or your music, you know? Mm. anywhere in the world i mean it's and then all they gotta do is tell a few friends and and uh yeah that's yeah, good we got on only fans. you got an only fans yeah i was thinking about getting one of them i got a bit of a cleavage come in so i thought oh. <laughs> well you've been, you've been to here that as of i think it was today they've decided that things they're, in between they're not stopping the exposure anymore so yeah, that's right yeah all right you'll be able to get your nips out for everybody <laughs> yeah yeah well i used to when going back in the day i mean when i used to do a lot of training i used to be able to rest a pint glass on my back like that because i had a big chest I, could I don't know with mine <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that would be any good on only fans but yeah, I, 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 well you my fucking know. my pecs are gone now <laughs> All right, hey guys. Well, I usually tell a story at the end of the show. I don't know if you want to stay on or if you want to shoot off. So, oh, first of all, what's your dog called? Fudge. Fudge. Yeah, she's a she's a sprudel. Come here, Fudge. <laughs> a sprudel. She's internationally famous. Come on. She loves coming up to see Terry every night when uh, when we've done him. Hello. <laughs> what sort of dog is it? She's a Springer cross with a poodle. Oh, so, yeah, um, 
She's nutty as a fruitcake, but doesn't drop any hair, which is great, so she don't make a mess. But uh, she is bonkers. What do they call him? What do you mean? Yeah, it's, it's your little thingy bob dog. What do they call it? Lap dog. No, not a fucking lap dog. Your comfort dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's his comfort dog. Yeah, she's well, she's she's only ten kilos, so she's like a lap dog, really. Is you know what I mean? So you can take it on the airplane with him because he's scared yeah. of flying. Yeah, stick it in my rucksack. So. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I don't know if you know guys, but I'm in Holland. No, we didn't know that. Yeah, we're both Welsh. I mean, we're both. Obviously, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. No, we're cousins, and uh, we're both from Cumbran, South Wales. But I've been living in Holland for the last third of my life. So <laughs> almost, almost oh, there. Yeah. So yeah, when you come to Holland, I'll definitely be coming to see you. Let's Hopefully, go let's go Holland. You're gonna give us a place to stay too. Yeah, you can crash around my house if you want. <laughs> Don't know if my missus will be very happy about it, but she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can get you plenty of gigs, man. I fucking no problem. But uh, anyway, I digress. A Belgian woman. So a, a woman just over the border in another country wants to marry a chimpanzee that she's met in the zoo. And she says that he loves her. So uh, the officials are saying their relationship is unhealthy for the other animals' socialization with other chimps. Simply because when she's, she goes to the zoo every day, right? She goes to the zoo every day and she has a conversation with this chimpanzee and they're in love, apparently, allegedly, I should say. And uh, the zoo are trying to ban her because when the when she goes to talk to the chimpanzee, and they have this conversation, maybe it's telepathic, I don't know. But when they go, they have this conversation. She blows, she's blowing him kisses and everything, and you know, the chimpanzees probably making gestures like the chimpanzees do, making shit. <laughs> Wanking and throwing shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But he's obviously distracted from the other chimpanzees. So the other chimpanzees see what's going on. So they're like disregarding him and then they neglect him for a while because he's got this woman girlfriend, if you like, for a better word. But she said, <laughs> you know, she wants, but now the zoo will just say, no, you can't come anymore. Can't come to the zoo anymore. Not to, not to the chimpanzee. You can't come anymore. To the woman, you can't because it's just not healthy for the chimpanzees. So uh, the other chimps getting jealous, the apes are getting jealous, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I can help this woman really. I mean, have you got any ideas? <laughs> can we send? Can we send her an email with some ideas? Or oh my god, I don't know. I'm sure that the, that Carl Pilkington told us very similar story on. <laughs> I can't remember how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I got really. A Chimpanzees. A chimp is what you're telling us. She wants to marry him. Liar. Live in a modern society. As long well, as the chimp's alright with it, though. Not if if the chimp wants to, then. Well, yeah. the other apparently they're in love. So the other chimp, the the other chimp, the chimp, you know, but. No, in today's society, if she's identifying as a fucking chimp, a female chimp, yep. then she should be allowed to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> He's on her own. You know? 
That's what I mean, Gervais did a thing on it, didn't he? Because he said he was going to, he relates himself to a chimp. Yeah, he did in his last um, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when uh, he called himself Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want if you identify with that yeah yeah i mean could you marry a guitar if you identify identify yourself as a guitar definitely you can do what the hell you want you can marry a car you can do what you I want <laughs> i think people do have he loved his car didn't he in this hall yeah yeah people do have sex with cars don't they, they burn themselves on the exhaust pipe yeah so, <laughs> do, do, what are you doing in the home confines of your garage? Is up to you these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, your own zoo. <laughs> oh, man. So, are we going to get her on as a guest? Because I think that would be quite interesting. No, I'm not going to be guest. We did that. Did you see our episode with Abby Bella, guys? No, no. no. Oh, you should watch it, man. It's really interesting. She's been abducted by an alien and now they're getting married. Really? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're invited to the wedding. We're invited to the wedding. <laughs> so the alien is here. He comes and goes. Yeah. Where do you go? Oh, Where right. do you go to get That's awesome. Abducted? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, actually, I want to go there. I want to see. Abby Bella. You'd park up a spaceship and it's invisible so nobody can see it. <laughs> and then he, he's, he beamed her into the spaceship and took her out for a spin in it. She met all his family and stuff, and um, they get on really well, don't they? Well, have you ever seen Flight of the Navigator? That sounds good. <laughs> what on we think, Yeah, we think he's related to the guys that crashed in, crashed in Roswell, but she wouldn't admit to that because she was worried about the, the FBI tracking him down <laughs> and he getting shit for that. So, um, yeah, she was really good, man. She was great fun. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. We're invited to the wedding. So... Um, that's going to be uh, yeah, in the invisible spaceship. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> All right, then, guys. Well, good luck with your album. Good luck getting it on the road. Thanks, guys. Thanks and uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, I don't know if you can send it to me or send it to Dave even. I mean, yeah, we'll send it over. Yeah, brilliant. I don't know if, uh, are you going to send it digitally or are you going to post it? We'll send an EPK that has links to everything, even the unreleased videos. And okay. We'll link on it that you just oh, cool. Oh, cool. That. yeah yeah and we can do a review on it as well yeah i'm looking uh looking forward to seeing you live really soon yeah we can tell you about all the songs and what they mean and all those dirty thoughts behind cool craziness. all the sick and twisted thoughts <laughs> well if you're, not marry, if you're not gonna marry a chimp they're not that sick <laughs> <laughs> there is a song on there about marrying a chimp actually what is it <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, is it? <laughs> Talking about the one of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, guys, I'll let you go. Thanks for talking to us. Awesome. Thanks. Hope for you all get better soon. Yeah. I, I've also had COVID and uh, yeah, I'm still recovering. So well, I hope you guys feel better. Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, it's just. The, like I mean, the after effects of everything now with the tiredness and all that sort of stuff. So when I hope you drum you... I guess well because uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shit. Over it. When did you? When did it end for you? It hasn't ended. No, but like when were you, your quarantine time up? Oh, I actually got sick, really sick in May, I believe. Holy fuck! Okay, great. I have lots to look forward to. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you guys are all right, to be honest, because I mean, I was really ill. And um, yeah, so now we've got the after effects of the, like, the tiredness, the dizziness. You know what I mean? Mm. You get all your main symptoms go away, but then you still got all this like lethargy and fucking dizziness Look, and stuff. Lower so, IQ, isn't it? Lower IQ, you said? Yeah, it lowers your IQ, apparently. Yeah. I use COVID as an excuse <laughs> for being lazy and thick. <laughs> well, I'm trying to blend in with the rest of the UK population. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why that woman's going for a chimp. Perhaps she's going. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I hope your drummer recovers, man, because uh, he could be out for a while. Mm. Yeah, we we hope he's all right. Yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit of a bummer, right? And then you might have another delay on your hands. Yeah, we'll just get someone else and put him in a mask and we'll be like Slipknot. <laughs> never, you yeah. never know who's we'll really be that, in the band. We'll be that band with the masked drummer and it can be a different guy every night. Yeah, okay. yeah. Eddie, come back, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'll let you go. See you guys. Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks a lot. Don't forget to send me them links. We won't. Will do. That'd be great. See you guys. guys. Bye. Thanks. There you go. Cool. Yeah, they've they've had so many views on their videos. But um, I do do get delaying it a bit as well. You know, they want to get out and play it and want to get known, don't they? So um, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I fully understand it, and I, I do appreciate yeah. the sentiment, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've I've wondered why we've spoken to other bands that have released mm. albums in the pandemic. And mm. if you look at Those Damn Crows with their album, they're now writing another album, and they haven't even toured the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the second album, Yeah, you know, which they spoke about on the podcast, which is, like, a bit mad, really. Yeah, that's right. You know, because they're now considering them as old songs. Yeah. And... <laughs> And we, we haven't even them. played them live. Yeah, we love them. So, uh, you know, yeah, can't wait to hear them. Yeah, so, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's definitely on the mend over here. Um, I know you said it's still, you've still got issues over in Holland, but um, in the UK, it's, it's definitely on the mend. So, you know, I, 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 well, touch wood, I'd be very surprised if we go into another lockdown scenario. I, I can't see it happening. Country can't afford it for one thing. So I think, you know, Boris is just going to say, get on with it and fend for yourselves now. Dry. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think we'll go back into another full lockdown. No, no I don't think so. It seems to be getting better, but yeah, you never know. Do you, things can change so quick, I think. Yeah, you know, if they get another really bad variant or something. And, oh, these fucking variants. I don't know. I say, well, I, I did read something saying that um, the double jabs, they lose their. Va va boom after six months, so they're on, yeah, a, yeah, they do. They're yeah. gonna have to start having boosters and stuff now. So, ah, fuck that. they're experimental anyway, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's an experimental vaccine anyway. It's not fixed, it's not written in stone yet. They're still changing it, so mm. I don't think I'm gonna have another one for a while. Oh, they can stick whatever they want in me. I'll be the guinea pig. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Don't go with Dave. <laughs> As long as it goes in through my arm, they can prod me with whatever they want. <laughs> in through your arm. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Although, yeah, yeah, I am 50 next year, so I've got all that to look forward to, haven't I? What? Prostate. No, they don't do it anymore. Don't they? No. Oh, I was so blood, blood tests. <laughs> no, it's blood tests. I, I booked in for it already on my birthday. Open for some action, were you? Yeah. It's the only action you're getting. Oh, man, I've got you. No, it's all done on blood tests now. Is it really? Yeah, because I had my blood taken every year now, and uh, they, it's called PTS or something like that. PD, oh, okay. PTS oh, test right. or... Why, why did why did Ricky Gervais make um, Carl Pilkerton go up? <laughs> Somebody stuck his finger up here. Then Did you watch that on Idiot Abroad? No. Oh yeah, he made because he was he said Carl's was saying like he, you know the, the food he eats and his he's always got bad stomachs and different things, and he said about possibly having some sort of cancer or something bowel cancer or whatever, and Ricky Gervais latched onto that straight away. Yeah. So when he obviously been away videoing these um, idiot abroads, and the minute he came back, they had like a session where they're all sat on the couch talking to each other about his experience and stuff. And they organized for this doctor to come and um, check his prostate. <laughs> during that, I think, I'm sure it was during that video. So yeah, maybe that's a few years old now. Yeah, it, it probably is, yeah, because it's, it's probably about 10 years old now, I expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, um, yeah, it was really funny because I just remember Carl's face because you could see his expression change. And he actually said, oh, you're right up there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but Ricky was, like, really happy that he had it done afterwards, <laughs> right? <me. laughs> oh, well, let them talk about saving dogs. <laughs> that's right, yeah, that's right. All right then, mate. Right. Get off and... Uh... Yeah. Quick one tonight. Well, it's still an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we started a bit early, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. All right, take it easy. Yes, and uh, shout out. I know this is coming out afterwards, but those damn crows on Sunday. Can't wait. What a stupid thing to just say. Bosh! <laughs> me out fucking for two weeks after it's finished. Yeah. Those damn crows tattoo and all. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I should have cut it off already. Okie dokie. Ta.